What would you like to say to your mum and your sister for now? Fuck yeah! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! An Olympics podcast coming to you today for our day four recap of Tokyo 2020. And allow me to start this episode how every episode of this will start moving forward. Fuck yeah! That's right, (laughs) another gold medal to Australia. And what a gold medal it was. Instagram's Kaylee McEwen is an Olympic gold medalist. The first ever gold medal... I believe that Australia has ever won in backstroke. Jared, is this is this true? This is this can't be true. Welcome to the show, first of all, Jared. But I'm baffled. Aren't Australians good at going back? Definitely not. Um, I did hear that comment, and I did think that was a bit odd. But you know, uh, obviously we're cleaning up the other medals and not the golds in the backstroke. We don't. Yeah, apparently we don't like going back. But uh, a massive day for Australia and a massive day for Canada because. The curse is off the in the purse. I can't even speak properly. Hashtag kind of, sort of, maybe sort of back yes, in, out of the purse. Yes, not kind of. <laughs> well, another result today might kind of question that. I don't know if it was a good or bad result. We'll talk to Colin about that. Colin, welcome back to the show. It's an exciting day to be a Oz Canadian. Uh, I'm still drying the tears uh, from the backstroke. It was an incredible moment. Uh, and I'm going to say this right now. Uh, I don't care if you're Australian, Canadian, if you're a fan of off the podium, the real winner last night was Kylie Masts. Yes. We, I mean, look, we are excited for the fact that we've got a new hero of the world in Kaylee McEwen, not only because of a swim, but because of her amazing reaction, which we'll talk about. And you may have heard at the beginning of this episode, but in all seriousness, as, as a podcast that has a bit of a dodgy reputation for <laughs> cursing our athletes that we get on this show, I mean, literally one of our best chances to break this purse, purse, the curse in the purse. I can't even, I still, I can't, I'm shocked that it's the been broken. The curse in the purse and the hearse and the, the who? He didn't even make it to the Olympics. He ended up pulling out after I said he was a guaranteed gold. So, I mean, it's still not a gold. Let's be honest. Let's look at the head of ourselves. It's only a silver. But, I mean, for Canada, a silver may as well be a gold. Uh, which Only I, a silver. Only, only silver. I'm so Australian, aren't I? <laughs> pretentious Australian would say only a silver. I blame we Channel Canada 7. didn't know silver existed until last night. Well, true. Very true. I, I blame Channel 7 for the fact that we have hopes and dreams that these athletes are going to do better because they <laughs> pump their tyres up so much. But it has been a good day for both Australia and Canada. For Australia, it was a golden and bronze day. Uh, gold for Kayla McEwen in the women's 100 metre backstroke. Bronze for 
Owen Wright in the men's surfing, which was uh, pretty exciting to talk about. Well, will be pretty exciting to talk about. And uh, Jared and I called it yesterday. Uh, we we said she wouldn't do it, but she got a bronze. Jess Fox in the uh, K1 slalom, which uh, was very interesting as well. And for Canada, it was a silvery bronze today. Uh, Kylie Mass in the same event that we just talked about, the 100-meter backstroke. Uh, the curse is in the purse with our former off-the-podium guest getting a indiv- first individual medalist after a day after having a... Tasmania's first ever individual gold medalist. We have off the podium's first ever individual medalist. Well done, Kylie. And uh, bronze in the women's softball. As I said off air, you're welcome, Canada. You can have that medal that we gave you. (laughs) And uh, in judo, back-to-back judo bronzes for Canada, day after day, women's 63 kilo. uh, Catherine, let me try this, Bouchamon Pinard. How did I go with that one? Close. Close enough. Okay, we'll accept that. Passable. Um... I'll start with you, Jared. How are you feeling today with a gold, a bronze, and a bronze? Um, I think good for the most part. The, I mean, the, the gold this morning was obviously incredible. Um, the bronze in surfing was amazing. And uh, the bronze in the kayaking, yeah, <laughs> take it i just i think of all that i was saying to you earlier i think of all the results australian results so far that was the one that hurt like the most like we predicted yeah, really? it yesterday but she was just doing so well in like the lead up the fact that she was the fastest in the heat she was the fastest out of like the semi-qualifying to get to the final and then just even in the final itself the fact that she had two penalties and still wound up with a bronze medal. Just shows like how good of a kayaker Jess Fox is. Yeah, it's that's the thing, isn't it? That take away the penalties, she would have won gold. She would have shattered in. Um, she would have been about three seconds clear uh, of our gold medalist. Who, I mean, let's be honest, if anyone wasn't going to win but Jess, I want somebody called Ricarda Funk winning the gold. Like she brings <laughs> the funk to canoeing. Uh, and a German too. We're, we're happy when the Germans win. I'm glad it wasn't the Spaniard. But, yeah, it's I, – I, I've got mixed feelings on it because, yeah, it's one of these things where it's like you wanted to win the gold, you, you wanted to complete the set. She just seems like such a genuinely nice human being who Australia can get behind. And, I mean, yeah, she kind of had that initial disappointment at the end, but then she just shows just what a nice person she is, like just pointing out that she's still happy she won a medal. But then it, it's just – yeah, it's just disappointing because it, it to me it kind of – if you're going to have, like, you all, Australia always has that one event that we want anyone to win more than anything. And most often, not they sometimes do. Some are more so than winter. Like, you think back, I'm sounding like Basil yesterday. It's like the Kathy moment, kind of the one that you kind of wanted to win more. I think back to Sally in London, you know, all that pressure and like she came through for it. Uh, yeah, but it's just, it's, it's hard. But, and Channel 7, fuck you. Like, seriously, like, I fall into your stupid traps of just pumping her up so much that you feel this is like... I mean, we literally had a montage today where I think they interviewed every Olympian saying, oh, we love Jess, she's going to win a, mo- a medal. Like, it's kind of like, whoa, okay. Um, but the, I guess the good news is, Jared, that she still has one more event. Obviously, the C1 has been introduced for women this year for the first time. She's a former world champion in that one. So there is every chance that she can break this little... Uh, curse that Jess has unfortunately she can't quite get the gold in in the Olympics yeah fingers crossed for a uh, silver in the C1 but the surfing though like I mean I want to I want to save Kaylee to, to last because I feel we can join that in the conversation with Kylie but I mean 
all the talk was about our women, about Steph Gilmore and Sally Fitzgibbon. And, like, I, I will say, Sally Fitzgibbon, if you saw her interview afterwards, heartbreaking. Like, this is, a, this is a woman who, like, loved the Olympics growing up. I mean, as the commentators told us, she went to the Youth Olympic Festival and won a silver, I think, in running. And, she, you know, she wanted to become an Olympian, but she switched to surfing. And then, you know, her, her dream has come, come to reality. So it's heartbreaking to see her go out in the quarters. But uh, Owen Wright might be one of my new favourite athletes. I mean, we were talking about this off air about the skateboarders kind of piss you off with their obnoxiousness. And I feel the surfers should be there. But the, the surfers are, like, obnoxious, but, like, still the type of guys you want to have a beer with. Like, it's it's kind of, uh, yeah, bro, hang 10, like, you know, gnarly, bro. But, like, at the same time, like, you could totally, you know, Colin could leave Casper with Owen. Like, he's a nice <laughs> enough guy that he could just hang out with him. So, history-making moment. Australia wins our first ever medal in surfing. Yeah, it was so good. And I feel um, the surfing, it's just, I've gotten used to it and I've grown to kind of enjoy it. Like, to start with, it did feel like it was boring and it dragged. Um, but now I think with the excitement of medals of, on the line, maybe that's what, what makes it a little bit more interesting that you can sit through those 20, 30 minutes of waiting for somebody to actually catch a wave. But and I think, too, the fact that it was a medal round, they went for, like, a lot more waves. Like, yeah. okay, this isn't ideal, but I need to post a score on the board early on in this so that I can get a lead. And the strategy, too, at the end of if you have priority, tailing the person who doesn't, and then making sure they just can't get onto any waves so you can hold on for the win. It's kind of like, yeah, it's it's almost like a bit of a bout going on between them. I like that kind of uh, strategy of it. And the thing that obviously has made a lot of news with Owen, and it, it is a great story because sometimes they can, particularly Channel 7, I mean, I've seen that same ad for The Voice about 50 times about that young girl who's never, oh God, I'm so sick of it. But like Channel 7 like to inflate the, the positive stories, right? But this is actually a pretty cool story with Owen. He had a, a traumatic brain injury back in 2015 at an event in Hawaii, and he had to learn how to talk, walk, and surf all over again uh and so with wow, ben's only years, learned one of those so far. i know right and i haven't even had that injury yet but uh <laughs> i mean in six years to do that and come out and win an olympic bronze medal uh absolutely crazy so uh great there for Owen. and as i said to you jared today in our conversation it was if there was one sport you feel australia deserves to win it's it's serving we have such a culture and a history you think about surfing and beaches you think of australia this is a like as i said to you like if if Canada didn't win a medal in curling the first time I was at the Olympics, it's kind of, you know, you associate it so much with that country. So, yeah, um, the, the fact that we got uh, a medal, obviously not the colour we wanted, but a bronze is a bronze. It's it's still an achievement. Owen Wright is an Olympic medalist. Yeah, and I think the guy he was surfing against too was potentially ranked one in the world who's very high up. Yeah. So the fact that he was the underdog going into it and was able to pull off that medal. Like you said earlier, the fact we were expecting the medal to come from one of the women, um, it just did turn out to be one of those great moments where an unexpected person came through and threw him on a medal for Australia. Colin, talk about your two bronzes. Um, the judo one, I mean, back-to-back days with judo medals, uh, a sport that you never had a female judo medal. Now you got two. I think you'd only won about four medals in this sport in history, and now you've you've nearly uh, doubled that total. Uh, was was Catherine expected? Was this an expected medal for Canada or another surprise? Uh, I think well, both of them were surprised just in that uh, there were no expectations. They weren't talked up at all. Uh, even though with Klim Kate, you know, she was highly ranked. I mean, very highly ranked. So probably would have been expected to medal. Uh, with Catherine. I don't think there was any expectations at all. I don't even know if this was supposed to air uh, with um, uh, Jessica Klimkate. 
it was interesting that they had, uh, you know, sort of sporadically throughout the the night cut back and forth to her to see, let's see how she's, you know, going here with Catherine. I'm sure that they had already been awarded by the time they aired it. Uh, it, it was just sort of, oh, yeah, let's just check in with uh, Catherine Beauchemont Bernard. And then uh, the really interesting thing is I think we're seeing the birth of a sport that's going to be like a sport of the future in Canada because uh, they have not aired any judo on CBC except for our two medal wins, really. And uh, well, and then the, the bronze that we missed out on yesterday, but they went on to air the gold medal after that. Now that's unusual that if you just have one of the sports that you're just, let's just check in for what we're going to end up winning a medal in. That's all you get of it on network coverage, but they decided let's stick with this now, which shows obviously Canadians interest has been peaked in judo. Um, just a quick question for you, Colin. Didn't you say that uh, Clint Kate was the scariest Bond villain, of a uh, Bond ally of all time? Or is that uh, no? <laughs> Joke kind of went. Is there a no? connection I'm missing? Sounds like King Kate. No, all right. Oh, King Kate. <laughs> there goes a joke. Okay, now, yep. yeah. um, I would play the screaming sound effect, but uh, <laughs> on a different show. Um, yeah, one thing I'll say is like just on that sort of a tangent, but the same thing is you talk about sort of showing the type of sports. Like they did that back in Sydney when we got the bronze and then, you know, you have certain sports where like taekwondo is a sport we never see, but when we won gold in Sydney and then silver in Sydney, you know, they kind of showed that a little bit. I was uh, flicking channels last night on Channel 7 really late on to 7 Mate and they actually were showing randomly, hey, let's show taekwondo, let's show this, let's show that. And like I know they used to do that back in the day when you'd only have one channel. They'd show all like the, quote, crappy sports in the middle of the night. <laughs> but I flick back to normal Channel 7. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, look, here's a replay play again of Ariane winning a goal. It's like, it's one in the morning. Everyone's got to bed. Stop showing the replay. Um, your other bronze, softball, 3-2 win over traditional rivals wow. Mexico, or as we like to call them, America B. Um, your first, <laughs> I, I was actually surprised this is your very first medal in softball because, yeah. I mean, in your part of the world, like baseball is obviously quite big and that translates it across to, to softball. I mean, I know when I was living in Canada, it was quite a prominent sport. Uh, so it surprises me that this has taken you guys so long to to win a medal in softball. Admittedly, the fifth time it's been the Olympics has been a bit of a break, but still, I thought you would have won one before this. Yeah, and uh, I mean, here in Canada, obviously, we have, we've had two major league baseball teams, Toronto and Montreal. Uh, but uh, even though those are the only ones that have major league, I mean, baseball's still big here. I mean, in in across Canada, you could say it's, you know, maybe the number four sport still uh, hockey's number one, football's number two, basketball would be number three. And then, well, maybe basketball and uh, baseball even battling it out. Cause uh, Winnipeg, we've had a fairly successful minor league baseball team for 20, 25 years now. Uh, whereas basketball, I guess we've struggled to hold on to teams and it's just sort of, they're in and out uh, the, stadium that we have for our baseball team was built for the Pan Am games and it can hold like 6,000 people. They'll still, you know, come close to selling that out every once in a while. So yeah, there is interest here. And uh, the the last time the Olympics, uh, what was it? Was it Beijing? That was the last time softball yep. was in it? 2008. Yep. And that was time where Canada came close. I was like, oh, we were so close. And uh, one of the great stories that uh, they've been showing all over the place is uh, several of the players who were there in Beijing were like, you know what? I probably would have retired by now but i knew that we had a chance and after beijing we really thought we had a shot this time around at getting a medal uh, i don't think they expected that <laughs> it, it would have been 
uh, as easy to get there. You know, uh, if you look at uh, playing Australia, uh, <laughs> but wow. um, Burn. but it, it's it's great that you you have this mixture of these new players and then these veterans who stuck around who were there in Beijing just because they wanted that vindication from having lost now you know, 23 years ago or 23 Canadian math. I don't know what it is. You're uh, doing we'll get so to well Canadian ripping into Australia and then your math just <laughs> let you down, you know? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I found when I was there in Victoria that, you know, obviously don't have any pro teams in Victoria, but kind of the minorish team. So outside of, of the Royals in the uh, WHL, you had um, the Harbour Cats, which were in the, uh, I can't remember the name of the league, but very prominent sort of side there. And yeah, I, I'd never got to go to a game because of COVID, but driving past the little stadium they had there, that held several thousand people. Mm-hmm. So it was obviously of interest there. And I did a bit of media work with them in the lead up to when they thought they were playing and very well run organized team and stuff you just would not see here in Australia when it comes to how we run baseball and softball. But I, I like the fact that, you know, the coach, Mark Smith, who I believe is retiring, he's, he's been coaching uh, Canada for a long time. He was very vocal speaking out uh, afterwards about the fact that, you know, it's kind of just been tossed around this sport. And, I mean, mm-hmm. well, I think we should do an episode in the future sort of looking at the sports of the Olympics. And we haven't really discussed about sort of this new model the IOC have adopted in the last 10 or so years, which has its pros and cons. It's very similar to the Commonwealth Games model. It then just makes it a bit cruel for a sport like softball and, and baseball that have been fighting so hard to get back in after being dropped in 2008. They get let back in only to be dropped again yeah. in three years' time. I mean, I can all but guarantee it will be back in L.A., but I would probably almost guarantee oh, yeah. that it wouldn't be in Brisbane because I feel that Brisbane will not fight for it. I know it was somewhat popular in Sydney and we've generally got a decent softball team, but yeah, I it, I feel the sport's not that big in Australia where that we would be keen to keep it. So again, you're looking at a chance of it's on again, off again, on again, off again. So how are you meant to develop these players who and and you're talking about judo maybe becoming big in Canada? I mean, this has got to set girls alight in Canada. Like, oh, look at that, a bronze medal at the mm-hmm. Olympics. But there's no opportunity. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I like it when these sort of you know people involved in the team are speaking out against it. Yeah, and. Really, this is going to become a common thing, I think, across all the Olympics here is exposure means so much to whatever country you're in getting interest up in that sport. Um, I've mentioned this on interviews before, but, uh, you know, you look at tennis in Canada before Bouchard and Ronich, nobody even watched tennis, let alone even tried to play it. Now you've got tennis clubs all over the place opening up, you know, probably within 10 years, we're going to be like, you know, serious contenders in tennis, uh, men's and women's hockey, you know, I, I, I'm big player, uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, one of the best players in the NHL. He's from Arizona they saw like this huge uptick in kids registering for hockey once he was drafted into the NHL and started playing for the Leafs. Uh, when we talked to um, Sammy Joe Smalls, that was one of the big uh, topics that came up uh, for women's hockey is that until you get the exposure, you're not really going to get interest. You're not going to get your know, crowds. You're not going to get the best athletes actually going out for this sport. So mm. when you have something like judo, that's exploding in Canada, you're going to get more people interested in it, which means you have more contenders going forward with softball. How are you going to keep the interest up when it's only there? If it's in a popular country, you know, let's, let's be honest. The only reason that we're watching this right now is because we're in Japan. And like you said, when we go to Los Angeles, yeah, we're going to get it back, but then we're going to get a layoff for a couple more Olympics. I say to the Brisbane organizing committee, 
keep it in. Come on, because I'm I'm a I mean I'm an advocate for baseball and softball. I think it should be in the Olympics over skateboarding and a few other sports. <laughs> I could argue golf. for it. I'm 50-50 on golf. Jared, I mean, look, obviously we're shitty still. We're salty that we lost to America B yesterday. But, I mean, what are your takes on baseball slash softball? Because I will say, I think, I don't know if I said it to you on air or it was an off-air thing where I mentioned about how they lump baseball and softball together under baseball. There is actually a reason behind that because both baseball and softball are under the same governing body. So, therefore, softball is technically classified under the baseball banner even though they're two different sports. So there's a reason behind that. Jared, what what what's your take on, on the poor old softball and baseball players who are kind of getting cock-teased every four years? I think it should be here to stay. I think, if anything, they should be adding in more teams to the event. I think easily it could be at least eight teams, split them into two pools of four, or just have a pool of eight. Um, yeah, I think the issue with this is the fact that so it's... The, Softball is not a sport that only one region of the world plays. Like it's got teams from all different regions. There'd easily be enough teams to make eight. I just don't see why you wouldn't include it. It's something that I suppose, particularly for like softball, the Olympic medal is like the pinnacle of the sport, Yeah, which is another good reason for keeping it around. It's not like a tennis where it's a little bit, mm, whether a gold medal is quite on par with winning a grand slam. Um yeah, I just don't see why not. I would be disappointed if they didn't put in Brisbane. I think they should make a move to have it. And with that in mind, be training well before the lead up to that game to make sure that Australia is in with a genuine chance of a silver or gold medal. Because the, the Australian Baseball League, it gets a bit of coverage. Like it, it sort of Fox Sports and, you know, they attract, like I, I know speaking back when I was doing some of the media stuff with the Harbour Cats, I interviewed their coach and he had mentioned that he had had a stint. He'd come to Australia and sort of train one of the teams and he said, like, you've got a pretty well run sort of league down there for such a small fringe sport that's not that big in Australia. Similar to sort of hockey, the, the Australian Ice Hockey League is kind of very well run and for what it is. But, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said and I think that... You know, like I love Olympic handball. I think it is one of the most underrated sports that should get more coverage. But look at the the pool of countries that play and compete in that. It's very small and selective to mainly Europe. You, you know, you would argue rugby is kind of very small and selected to certain parts of the world. If you were to have cricket, it's going to be a similar thing. Ice hockey is a classic example of a, you know, there's maybe a few more in ice hockey that there are when it comes to some of those sports. But yeah, like if, if your excuse is that this is a sport that's maybe not popular in Europe, that's not, you know, you why then is a sport that's only popular in Europe and not really popular in, you know, North America or Oceania or Asia, then considered over it. It's very Europe-centric, so... I mean, it's a, again, we'll do an episode, I feel, where we talk about sports and, and things like that because I think it's got its pros and cons the way the ISC certainly do it. But I, I feel, I really feel for softball and baseball, uh, you know, to come back. Like, I guess you could say we feel for karate that it's making one appearance and then it won't be in Paris. But karate's making its debut. It's kind of, it's a first-time thing. It's like, you know, there it is. Whereas baseball and softball have been there for a while, got taken out. They've been fighting so hard to get back in. They get back in and then they're kicked out again. So... Anyway, congratulations, Canada. This is the first time Australia's never won a medal in softball. And so the first time... Again, you're welcome for the bronze, Colin. We feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> so generous of you. I know. We're known as a generous You know what you nation. should do? You should give us the gold in the 100-meter backstroke. Well, speaking of the 100-meter backstroke, great segue, Colin. I'm wearing my gold again today <laughs> because uh, 
we're going to hear our commentary for this very, very shortly, but we talked this up. This should have been the the race of the Olympics and it lived up to expectations. The top three were the three former world record holders. Kaylee McEwen wins the gold. Now, I mentioned before about me following her on Instagram. She came out of nowhere. Like, I, I don't even remember how I ended up following her on Instagram. It just happened. You probably know the answer to that. Move on. But <laughs> when she when she broke the world record in the trials a, a month or so ago, like, out of nowhere, no one expected it. And that's why I think, as we were talking about yesterday, which maybe she's not getting a lot of stuff talked about her because it's kind of like, oh, maybe it's just a flash in the pan. We saw it in the semis, you know, boom, boom, boom. The, the Olympic record went three ways. Uh, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we, we get this great final. Kylie Mass just shot out of the blocks. I thought she had it. And Kaylee, um, you know, overruns her right in the end. And bronze went to Reagan Smith, the former world record holder. So our three former world record holders and current world record holder to get the gold, silver, and bronze. Jared, I don't know if you watched this live. I don't know when you did. I mean, I'm sure you've possibly caught up. I don't know if Channel 7 has shown it at all today. But, I mean, this is epic. And I'm not even on to the great part after the race, which was even more epic. Yeah, it was such a good race. The fact that it felt similar to the 400, the fact that, like, Australia had to come back to get this gold medal, like, it just makes it all the more exciting. And like you said, having the three previous world record holders in the same race, the fact that it did come down to those three people, the fact that there was, like, a touch in it, it just, it lived up. It, it exceeded the hype. Yeah, 100%. Um, Colin, you and I obviously called it, and we're going to hear that very, very shortly, outside of your literal tears, um, because this is personal for our podcast. Uh, what's what's the talk like in Canada for, for Kylie Mass going from getting a bronze five years ago to now getting a, a silver? I, the word upgrade is what's being thrown around most of the time. I think <laughs> Kylie herself even referred to it as like, I'm happy that I upgraded my medal. Um, if, if I'm being honest, I think that the expectation was for her to win gold before this started, but just seeing everything that happened in the heat, Canadians are realistic enough to lower expectations. Um, unlike Australians, I guess, <laughs> which from <laughs> what I'm hearing, uh, so I feel like going into this, it was like, oh yeah, Kylie, we're really hoping she gets a medal. So if she had just won bronze, I think it still would have been great. But the fact that she has upgraded now to silver and since the last Olympics and, you know, as a two-time world champion, I mean, Canada couldn't be happier. Um, I bet you anything that she is probably kicking herself right now for not getting the gold, but I mean, just wait, what's going to happen. You know, once we get to Paris in a couple of years, three, only three, I was going to say four years, only three years now, that's not Canadian math. That's just weird labeling <laughs> of the Olympics. But I think the, the best thing about this event is that, uh, you know, sometimes you'll have, you know, a Thorpe and a Phelps where it's, you know, two people are just battling it out, but we had three. And I think that's so unusual that you could get that in the Olympics where you have such an open field where the medals are almost predetermined. You know what the gold, silver and bronze are going to be. It's just what's the shuffle going to be and who ends up in which spot. It, it reminded me a lot of, um, I can't remember what they labelled it back in Athens, but it was a 200 where it was Thorpe versus Phelps versus Van den Hoogen band. And they just absolutely, you know, build that as the race of the century, basically. Maybe that's what they called it. Uh, you know, and Thorpe won it. But yeah, that was kind of one of the ones I'm thinking where you had the three. It's, it's actually interesting. Our dear friends on news.com.au, who I feel we have not bagged out as much today, uh, these Olympics as we usually do. I, I was on there for some strange reason. I must have been drunk. And um, they had a poll on there where they were like, what is Australia's greatest ever swim at the Olympics? 
Ariane Titmus at Tokyo 2020, um, Kyle Chalmers, Rio 2016, Ian Thorpe uh, at Athens for the 200 metres, or Kieran Perkins, 1500 metres, Atlanta. Now, I would say that Kaylee McEwen's better than Ariane Titmus. Not to take away from Ariane Titmus's result. It was a great result to beat Ledecky. But again, this goes into this three-way battle, which I feel they so undersold. And to correctly answer that for news.com.au, it is Kieran Perkins from Atlanta. That is one of the greatest Olympic swims of all time, not just in Australia, to barely qualify for the 1500 metres, scraping there by, I think, like a tenth or two, and to basically win by a, a length, like a whole lane length in lane eight. I mean, God, that was just iconic. But, um, yeah, I, I like hearing that, though, Colin, what you're talking about there, that so Canadian. Like, you got these expectations. Oh, this two-time world champion, world record. But we're happy with silver. Like, fuck, that is not happening in Australia. Like, no way. <laughs> we're still on the... We're still talking about the fucking Campbells choking five years later when they were guaranteed to win that. And we were beaten by a Canadian. So, you know, um, I've got some fun comments around the commentary now when we get to our Channel 7 section. But I I missed the comment straight away, her interview, because Colin and I were doing the, the commentary... And then all of a sudden I see, like, social media light up basically about what she had said, what Kaylee McEwen said. I played the clip at the very beginning of this episode, but it is just hilarious. It is the most Australian thing ever to literally have them going like, oh, you know, your mum and dad, what, what do you want to say to them? Fuck yeah! And then, like, she even backs it up with, oh, shit, sorry! <laughs> Live to the world. There she is, Kaylee McEwen. Oh, so good. Colin, when you see that, like, a Canadian's never doing that, are they? Oh, no, and, and I've actually uh, come to realize that Canadians use the seven-second delay a lot more than Australians, not just because of that, but because we've done a lot of these commentaries where we're watching them at the same time. And even last night, you know, it was live, but Canadians were five or six seconds behind you. So um, you, you would never see that in Canadians. And Canadians, they're just, they're so, uh, like, with Kylie's interview, I was almost hoping we'd get, like, sometimes, I'm not saying a big reaction like that, but, like, something out of character but like she just doesn't break the professionalism in interviews and it's been really interesting watching a lot of our swimmers because we have a, a few of these experienced ones like uh penny and kylie and taylor ruck who have been there before where you can see that you know been there done that you know i'm gonna be the professional interviewer and then you got the young ones who you think are gonna be the ones to have slip-ups like that but instead they're just like very awkward in the interviews <laughs> and you're like wow that was awkward you know uh so I, I think we need to we need to have some middle ground we need to have somebody who's who's inexperienced enough to give you like a a big you know sound clip moment and but somebody who is experienced enough to be comfortable behind a microphone jared I, again i don't know if you're watching it live or, or seeing it that way but i mean this is just very straight like this is a thing like I don't even think that Nathan Templeton or whatever even apologised. Usually they often will all apologies for the language. It was so Australian. It was just like, yeah, you're full of a fucking drop the C-bomb while you're here. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was because it was just a genuine reaction too. It wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't filtered. It wasn't her saying what needed to be said. It was just straight thought of it in the brain, straight out of the mouth. Like, um, yeah, it was just such a good moment and it, it spawned so many great like commentary moments. And then when you saw her family, like it was very clear oh. like that they were just like exactly the same. Like, so yeah, it was so good. What were some of the quotes from her sister? It's freaking awesome. And then her mother said she pushes herself till she vomits, um, <laughs> to which 
Uh, she I needs think to go for the triathlon. Mm. <laughs> whoever was interviewing, whoever's there with the pods, basically says something like, "Oh, you know, Brisbane and you." And Mum's like, "I don't think she'll be swimming still by then." Like, just kind of <laughs> shuts her down. Um, I, I, I wanted to say this for the Channel Seven one, but I got to bring it up now. Joanna Griggs, like I thought, Bruce McAvaney's comment the other night of you know the same Boulder flag, but Joanna Griggs won the Olympics with her comment when she said, the first time we have seen a C-bomb and an F-bomb after the same race. Perfect from Joanna Griggs there, Jared. <laughs> yeah, that was that was in my list as well. Such a highlight from the day. Um, yeah, I feel like nothing's going to be able to top that. Colin, just on the topic of Kylie, though, I mean, the curse is in the purse. Uh, are we oh. calling this again? It's a silver. Like, it, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, we've got to admit this. We're, we're inflating our own tyres. You do say something in this commentary in just a moment which kind of shut me down. But I will say that the certain other athlete that didn't do that well today, I wasn't on that interview, so, I mean, you can't fully blame me. But uh, <laughs> you you did the Kylie Mass interview. I sadly didn't join you for that one, and I listened to a great interview. Everyone should listen to it. But, I mean, this is exciting. Like, you know, the monkey's off the back. That curse yeah. is in the purse. It's probably going to be back out of the purse in the next couple of days but hey cool right we'll take this right now <laughs> yeah you know it, it's it sounds so weird because i think we, we make a joke out of this on the show and like what happened with pyeongchang all these it, we're talking about top athletes i mean look up charles hamlin you know he went into pyeongchang expected to become the most decorated canadian olympian of all time and had announced his retirement preemptively on our show said yeah this is gonna be my last olympics went on to win zero individual medals and is still coming back now in Beijing. We had Andy Naughty and Britt Cox, who were by far the two front runners. It was one you of said, them will be the gold medalist. To interrupt, we famously said on our Pyeongchang uh, preview episode that Andy, uh, that Britt is basically a lock. We can lock that in right now 100% and look what happened. Yeah, like they were like the two top in the world. There was no contest. And I'm pretty sure on our commentary, there was even when uh, whoever was went first failed, whether it was uh, Cox or Naughty, when one of them went first failed, that means the other one's going to win the gold medal. Like we were that certain. And it wasn't just us. Everybody was that certain. Neither one. This has been going on for so long that I think we, we've really started to let it get to us. Like, what is wrong with us? The Derek Druin thing is what pushed it over the edge because you brought it up to an, one athlete ever, and with two weeks to go until the Olympics, he has to drop out, and he was one of our locks. So, I mean, it's, it's done. It's buried. Well, we'll have to see. Maybe there's a winter Olympic curse. Maybe the summer was well, never the problem. I don't know. Well, now, now we're really getting inside our own heads. I want to get inside our heads a bit more because I want to burst our bubble slightly here, Colin, because it's a great achievement. It's happy. You know, if, 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 if Kelly wasn't going to win, I wanted Kylie to win, but she didn't win gold. We'll just point that out. And the second thing is she was probably our best chance to win a gold because I feel that out of the other athletes, I don't know if we, I mean, Charlotte, maybe the rugby girls could go back to back, but I, I don't know. Like, I feel that maybe I'm just being the Canadian on the thing and not getting too cocky because I feel that, you know, silver isn't gold, Colin. Yeah, like, if, this we, is if we left picky. Tokyo with one silver, I'm still not saying it's no. broken. If, if, if we had, if we had had a silver medalist or even a bronze medalist in Pyeongchang, we never would have been talking about the off the podium curse. So I'm going to say well, it doesn't matter what the medal is. Individually, it's, medal, me, that's all it's clearly me. It is you. two medalists. Not, I've not been on any of them. You know what? It's the pressure you put on these athletes, Ben, because first we're just like, you know, we want a medalist. 
then it's like, oh, no, no, what, you know, you're going to be the guy to break the curse. And then it's, no, 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 silver's not good enough. The pressure you put on these athletes, this is the most Australian thing I have ever heard. We don't want to put pressure on the athletes. Leave it up to off the podium. Thanks, Ben. Clear, clearly, Brianna Walker's not winning the gold in uh, Beijing. Clearly, Tom O'Halloran's going to break a leg halfway up the wall in a week or so. Like, uh, yeah, good job. And uh, any, any chance of some of our guests we've already recorded for Beijing after these Olympics, one of them in particular who's a very solid chance of winning a medal, uh, she's not winning one. <laughs> Jared, are you glad now that you don't go on these interviews so you don't get blamed? Yeah, I've got nothing to do with this. If I interviewed the athletes, they'd all be winning, but um, I'm not giving away gold medals that easily. Can I actually, I want to point out something right now on a bit of a tangent. Um, I've never mentioned before that I have actually interviewed Ash Barty many, many years ago. So clearly, <laughs> I mean, she won Wimbledon. Like, she it's, could take me for that. Time, <laughs> it's time for a shake-up on Off the Podium. Ben is out, Cable Brandon is and in. And Sam Stoza. I've interviewed Sam Stoza too. Holy crap. Jesus, I'm really, I haven't interviewed Naomi Osaka and she went out today. So, you know, come on, there's that. Um, We're going to play right now uh, our commentary of the 100 metre backstroke. The one thing though that I can say about off the podium is that when we do commentate swimming, we get the off the podium Quinella. Two from two, Colin. That's a good thing. The other thing I want to say going into this is, I mean, it's a short event. So, you know, it's it's not going to be 20 minutes of commentary or whatever, but... I, I think we start this and it's like, all right, let's 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 try to do our thing. Let's try to be funny. But like we forgot about that. It's just no, no, no. Go, go, go. <laughs> I, this is, you really get caught up in the, the heat of the moment in this event. Yeah, I this is the thing where I'll say, like, I'm enjoying doing this commentary. We're going to try and do it every day. And yeah, we get a bit carried away. We're a bit silly in the fencing. But, uh, you know, we've got some good comments. I'll talk about them in a moment. But, I mean, yeah, I think the difference is when we're doing something like swimming. It's a legitimate race. And when we've got personal interest in it, like, I mean, we should have talked about today that, like, Liesl Jones was, like, cheering. Yesterday, Thorpey was cheering. Like, you know, they get caught up in the moment when it kind of happens, right? And I can see why. Because, like, you know, I'm legitimately wanting Australia to win a gold medal. Colin's legitimately wanting Canada to win a gold medal. So, yeah, like, as fun as it is to commentate the fencing and the dressage, we don't quite get as animated, clearly. But you'll hear that now. Uh, this is Colin and I commentating the women's 100-metre backstroke. And I will say we did do this live. This wasn't a taped thing that we did after the event. We were literally doing this live. So let's cross now to the Tokyo Aquatic Centre. It is over to you, Ben Waterworth. Welcome, everyone, to the Tokyo Aquatic Centre for the race that doesn't stop the nation. It stops two nations, maybe three, maybe even four. Israel, I hear, are on tenterhooks right now, but we are here for the women's 100-metre backstroke final at the Olympic Games. What an absolute honour it is to call this one, and what an absolute honour it is to be joined by the 1972 Munich Olympics eighth-place finisher in this event, Colin Hilding. Colin, what a what a pleasure this will be tonight to call this this swim. I must say, match to swim. Oh, it's an exciting night. Michael Phelps. Katie Ledecky, Petty Alexiak, those are just some of the people who are watching at home right now on Pins and Needles. Oh, Pins and Needles is the way to watch this one because not only is this a race that stops about 28,000 nations around the world, but it's a race that stops podcasting. So much on the line tonight for Off the Podium. Not only is it the battle between Australia and Canada, but will the curse be put in the purse? We're going to find out very, very shortly. But here's one person that might be able to stop the curse being put in the purse. Emily Seabom from Australia, yeah. starting in lane seven. The 
the, the golden child of the Australian team. We'd like to see you win a gold, even though she might not be our great chance. But uh, can the curse be put in the purse tonight, Colin? Kylie Mass not only is the pressure on her shoulders from all of Canada, but all of Olympic podcasting. You know what? I would love to say yes, but I know that we've cursed ourselves one too many times for that. So I'm going to say no. The curse will not be broken, and I will be happy to be wrong. Well, we're going to find out, just as the swimmers are coming out now to the blocks. I will say that Australia and Canada, and here's Kaylee McEwen giving the horns up. Isn't she loving life at the moment? Yeah. Uh, no Australian She's a good Canadian. follow on Instagram, by the way, in case anybody's Absolutely. <laughs> you believe me now. Thank you for catching on. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. Colin, here we go. Here's Kylie. There's our star. Look at her go. Off She's waving. Podiums. Oh, got the off-the-podium strut coming out there as she walks there out onto go. the deck. But uh, no like Australian or Canadian. minutes of my life on off the podium, and it all comes down to one minute in the pool. And she had nothing to do with underwear at all on that interview, I believe. That's what I've heard. <laughs> uh, no Canadian or Australian have ever won the 100-meter back in Olympic competition. Bonnie Meeling and Emily Seabom, silver medals for Australia in 2012 and 1932. For Canada, silver, iconic moment in Mexico for Elaine Tanner back in 1968. Colin, as we're getting ready to go on the blocks, of course, they're going to jump in the pool. The backstroke's different. They don't start on the blocks. They start in the water. Take us through the mindset right now of what these eight women are feeling. Well, it's actually very simple. The mindset is don't go forwards. If you do, you hit a wall, you knock yourself unconscious, and the race is over. So uh, focus on backwards, backwards, backwards. Well, we're about to jump in the pool, the race that everybody has been waiting for. White's in the pool first. It's a very typical move by her. But as they get ready to the blocks, we're going to hand over to our esteemed yeah. a former Olympian, Colin Hilding, to call the first 50. Colin, it's over to you. A couple of leg wiggles there just to warm them up. And they are ready. They're hanging. They're hanging. They're hanging. They're getting ready. Or I'm going to hear a gun. There we go. All right. See, we got it right in there. All right. And they're off. And they're underwater. And it's a backwards swim. And they're still going backwards. Luckily, nobody's gone forwards yet. Everybody's still focused. And the water is still cleared. No greenery in there. And uh, we don't know where Kylie Mass is because I wasn't paying attention to who was in what lane. But we're going to assume that Kylie or Kaylee or somebody with a K is actually in the lead right now. Uh, we know that a woman is going to win this race. That's all we know. And they're coming up to the wall. And Ben, take it. Wow, Mass is in the lead. The curse could be in the purse right now, but the three big ones are first, second, third, the three former world record holders. Kylie Mass is in the lead right now for Canada. Wow, off the podium is getting excited because the curse could be put in the purse. Kaylee McEwen's coming back though. She's backstroking. She's backstroking. She's starting to overcome Kylie. It's going to be gold for Australia or Canada here. Kaylee's in the lead. Kaylee's ahead of the world record. Can Kylie break it? No, it's going to be gold for Australia. Gold and a world record. Kaylee McEwen's done it. The first individual medal ever for an off-the-podium athlete after being on the show, but going for Australia, Instagram's Kaylee McEwen. What a swim, Colin Hilding. Tears in my eyes. <laughs> He's crying. He's crying, just like his son. Oh, look We're at the We're not stars. the problem, people. We're, We're not, not the problem. 
Well, you've jinxed it now, clearly. Uh, but what a what a what a swim here from Kaylee. She was third going into the 50. She powered home. It looked like a world record, but an Olympic record. Look at the turn there from Reagan Smith, the former world record holder. But look at the stroking of the arms there. Kaylee McEwen, a new Olympic champion for Australia, the first time we've ever won gold in the hundred meters, and a, an iconic moment for Canadian swimming. Kylie's mm. channeled Elaine Tanner from Mexico. Her icon, I believe, her idol. She loves Elaine. Posters on the wall, tattoos on her body, and the horns up again there from Instagram's Kaylee McEwen. Yeah, this is an exciting day, and here we're going to get the full standings, and it's fuzzy on my screen, but I'm going to take your word for it that Kaylee did win this over Kylie. She's got an A in her name, and she also has a couple tenths of a second over Kylie. Reagan Smith, three uh, Olympic record holders in the top three, and Emily in fifth place. Not terribly disappointing. That's not bad. Oh, look at them embrace each other there. The typical Australian hug after the event. But what what an iconic moment for swimming. And what an iconic moment for podcasting again, Colin. Two swimming events we've been at. It's been the off-the-podium Quinella for both. Gold for Australia, silver for Canada. We need yeah. to do this more often, I feel. Yeah, and next time we do it, we should have Canada and gold and Australia and silver. You know, just to change things up, to keep it fresh for the audience. Well, we might talk to Fina about that. I'm not too sure with that, but... We are, we are thrilled to have called this one for you. Kaylee just looking fantastic there. Look at her pulling out the mask. No one pulls out a mask there. And just a uh, fantastic moment. Again, Australia's third gold of these games. Canada's third silver of these games. Uh, do you take any credit, Colin, for the interview with Kylie in order that the curse is in the purse now? Yeah, so uh, I've actually finally narrowed it down. The curse was never off the podium. The curse was just Ben, uh, because Ben was absent on that interview. So that I know I will bring good luck to anybody I interviewed. If Ben was on there, uh, it's still up in the air, uh, undetermined. Look, I think we might have to go to the judges for that one. I'm not too sure. We'll see how Catherine Pendrell goes later on today during day four of competition. Colin, it's always a pleasure to have you in the box. We look forward to our next call together. But for the rest of our listeners, let's cross back to the Off the Podium studio for some more hilarity between our three hosts. And uh, what a, that was a steam. Jared, I'm so sad that you just... You, are you allergic to chlorine? Like, do you just not want to go on the swimming center? What is with you not coming with us there? I'm just not wanting to upset set the current trend. I'm worried if I come along that it might change what's happening and what's been happening has been great. So I think I may just leave all the swimming events to you two if there's uh, Australia, Canada and the US in it. All right. Well, that's that's a big call, but um, fine then, if that's how you want to be. Uh, I just want to quickly add, uh, I mentioned before we got some comments on our fencing commentary. Uh, we actually got a comment from Max, Max Van Haster, our guest who uh, sadly went out in the event. We wanted to commentate on him, but he, he couldn't. Um, he commented on our post saying, this is the type of commentary that fencing needs. And then he tagged the fencing Olympic committee basically in our post. So we're waiting for that call up. Uh, and then I actually sent him, we, we do dub it over the, the video footage of it. And uh, I sent him a message and sent it to him and he, he, he loved it. So um, Max... You got connections. Maybe you can pass it on to our uh, Italian and German fences from yesterday, but uh, tell them, don't tell them our real names because they'll probably come and kill us. More importantly, does he know where Max is? Can he find Max? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can Max find Max? Max, where are you? We can't find you. <laughs> and also speaking of social media uh, and our commentary, we actually got a like from uh, Alexandre Ayash, our, uh, our dressager the other night, Jared. So he loves your commentary as well. Yeah. What, what more could we want? Um, yeah, I mean, Zoe, making what? it. But, um, 
we're waiting for him. We we don't know what we're going to be commentating tomorrow, so stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll keep you uh, entertained with that. Going over the other medal results today, uh, as always, we do have uh, a few that are happening right now. The gymnastics is on, which is uh, quite distracting. I've also got the three x three basketball quarterfinals going on beside me as well. Oh, but, don't uh, spoil it! Don't spoil it. Well, I can spoil the fact that Rock are coming out onto the court right now. Do you want me to spoil what they're wearing or what their names are or their height? I can tell you this guy's 24 and has a 2.04 metre height. So, sorry to ruin it for you. Um, but as I mentioned before, the, the best name so far to win a gold medal uh, in the slalom K1, Ricarda Funk. She lacks a funk. Uh, yeah, great name. Uh, and is that Germany's first gold of these Olympics? I feel like it is. It is. So uh, one of the, the great nations of the Olympics off to a bit of a slow start. So uh, there you go. Uh, the women's – I was thinking we went the Winter Olympics right now, the women's cross country. I'm like, what's happening? Uh, clean sweep to Switzerland. Didn't wow. realise the Swiss did so well. Um, Yolanda Neff won the gold in that one. But I guess the other off the podium, the, the curse out of the purse again, is uh, sadly for Catherine Pendrell, uh, did not medal. She got 18th, which, Colin, are we, is that a good result for Catherine? You told a bit of a story yeah. how she's obviously given birth and kind of wasn't expected to do that well. So are we are we liking that result for Catherine? Yeah, I, I don't even know if Catherine uh, had plans or had expectations to uh, even compete in these Olympics. I mean, certainly after COVID, you know, you're delaying another year. If you, if you look at the timing, it's a last minute thing because if this had been going on during... 2020 she wouldn't have been there so covid allowed her the opportunity to come back but we're talking about limited training i mean she gave birth only a few months ago uh so i I don't think anybody was really expecting her to medal except for our anchor which wow our overnight anchor uh heather hiscock um i'm not going to be cruel the way that you were to your your what's her name rival uh but (laughs) whoever's scripting her is just not helping matters because Bef- the event I, again, had already happened. We, it was not happening live. They decided we're going to cut to this event and they gave it a good half hour, 40 minutes of it. But they started off with the segment saying, you know, Catherine Pendrell, who just gave birth, uh, you know, and going on and on and mentioning her kid's name, says uh, her daughter, who is however many months old, is probably at home right now with the grandparents watching her mom compete in this event. It was one in the morning. Like if you're hoping that these poor grandparents who are elderly, they're probably in their seventies are having to deal with a baby at one in the morning. You're a cruel woman. Does this, this whole introduction. Yes. Catherine, who just gave birth. They then showed the event. I don't think they even showed Catherine in the 30 or 40 minutes the entire time. And part of it was because you could only follow the Swiss riders. You had three Swiss. They found it very difficult to even, get invested in the event. Cause if, if you know, if this were Canadians and you know, Oh, I'm rooting for this Canadian. It's different when you, a lot of times you're watching the Olympics, you're just picking one country or another, you know, Oh, I want to see this country go forward. You have three Swiss riders. Okay. Which one's going to win the whole event ends. And then they don't even mention her position. It's not even, I had to Google to see where she placed after it. So why even bother giving her the segment at the beginning? If you're not even going to show the results and Catherine came in 18th place, which I, look, I, I I was going to talk a little bit about that when it comes to what we watch, but I found it difficult to follow because 
the commentators we had, I don't know if they were having audio problems or just the helicopters were so damn loud because, like, it was literally like, and here comes the riders coming to the thing. Like, helicopters <laughs> over the top. Oh, they got the dressage commentating team. <laughs> I think sure. they did. Like, I'm like, turn up your microphones, guys, or turn the helicopters down. Um, And, like, I actually, I found it thoroughly entertaining. I, I've watched it in the past. Like, I, I've, I love mountain biking when I've watched it. I always forget it's on and I feel it's one of these ones I always miss. So I was enjoying it. But, yeah, like... I don't know if it was just the world feed because they just kept showing the Swiss riders. And again, they were so far ahead that even like there was an Australian at one point, I think she was in about 11th. But it, I was I was literally more concerned about Catherine. I'm like, fuck the Australians. Where's Catherine? Like, the curse is in the purse. Like, come Did on. Like, yeah. sure? Forget about no. where's Max? Where's Catherine? I looked, eventually I looked at the results when it was live. And at one point, I think Catherine was like nearly last. So like she must have come through to, to come forward later. But um. Yeah, it was. It's a. It's a weird one, but it's. It's definitely sport. Like, come Brisbane, uh, I would love to go and watch the mountain biking. It'd be one of these ones. Where I feel like I, a ticket wouldn't be that hard to get, and it would be an entertaining one to watch. I, I don't even know if you need tickets. Well, I guess it depends. Uh, when the Canada Games had it here, uh, where my work is, they built the um, cross country cycling course right behind my work which is still there to this day and i actually usually go for a walk on my work i kind of climb up the little you know mountain that they have there and then go through the trails uh and you'll always see you know a half a dozen people at any given hour of the day still to this day running that course but i was able to see the cross country uh when i was on my lunch one of these days and it was just one of these things where like okay just wait a few minutes a few riders are coming by okay now you can cross and just sort of pick your position and watch and it was great to watch I know when I was in New Zealand, we went uh, Rotorua. They have like a sort of a, a luge kind of like a, not snow luge, but like a concrete luge thing. And you go up on a cable car. And as you're going up to this place to go down this hill, there's like a mountain biking course underneath you. So you would see these people do it. It was pretty cool to watch. So, uh, Jared, did you, I mean, we're on the topic right now. I may as well ask you, did you, did you catch any of the, the well, just call it mountain biking. Why is it called cross country? It's too confusing. This isn't the Winter Olympics. I did. Um, I saw kind of the start, I suppose you would say, um, and kind of lost interest in it partway through only because it was hard to follow. The fact that they were only showing the people at the front, uh, the Australian, she was only really shown. You might see her in the back of some shots when she was closer to the front in like 11th spot. But it really felt like so much of the race depended on that start mm. and just getting ahead of like the bottleneck. And then for some of them, I feel like they were walking their bike more than they were riding it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to watch them that way, isn't it? Sort of, it's, it's just it's a fascinating sport. And like cycling is one of these really fun sports to watch. But uh, Rebecca McConnell is the name of the Australian. And uh, she finished, I think, in about 19th or 20th from memory. Um, diving, uh, the women's synchronized 10-meter platform. China took the gold in that. And the US, I believe, got their very first ever synchronized uh, diving medal, uh, at least on the 10-meter platform. Yeah. So congratulations, USA. Not happy with that, Colin? Or <laughs> Well, actually, I was going to say it's the opposite. We were talking about, you know, oh, America, you didn't win a medal. Like, we feel so bad for you. I, I think I kind of get caught up with this because when we do the commentary, it's like, all right, we beat America. Like, that's, that's bragging rights, right? If you beat America, you know. Uh, but in this event, like, diving is huge in Canada. I mean... You have what if, if it wasn't for the timing, you, let's just say, what are your primetime events? What are you going to either air or re-air during primetime hours? You know, swimming is going to be big here. Uh, diving's right up there. Like if you're talking about the events that you'll show over and over again, it doesn't matter, you know, whether Canada's in it or not. Our diving gets shown two or three times a day. Like every shift will show the diving events in their entirety. 
Uh, this was one of the ones that I was watching really closely and the, the Canadians we had in it, you know, the stick together.ca Megan Benfetto was in it. Uh, it wasn't the best, uh, performance they had. They really only had one dive that they missed. They were doing great. But when the Americans won and they had sort of mentioned they've never won a medal, I got, I found myself getting caught up. I'm like, good for them. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, they win everything. Like they have to take this as well. So I was actually very happy for them. I'm like, uh, kind of like with Tom Daly, you know, the other night it's like, Oh, finally wins his gold. But I'm like, now I'm really torn. I'm like, I, I felt good that they won a medal in an event. They never won before. And then I realized that's just one more event that they've won a medal in. How many are left? What's left that they've never won something in. We need to find out. Actually, that's a very valid point. I would like to to look that up. That's a very good one. Sport climbing. They've never won a medal in sport climbing. Karate. <laughs> yeah. They've never won one in karate. Um, you lost out on a bronze by, what is that, six tenths of oh. a point. So What was most heartbreaking about this is that, uh, you know, all the way through the third round, we were easily in a lock for the silver. And the fourth round dive was just so atrociously bad that there was no coming back from it. Because I think our final round the Canadians were like nearly flawless. It's just that that nearly flawless dive wasn't enough to make up for the complete catastrophe in the fourth round. Uh, I'm saying that China has never lost this event. So that was not a surprise that they won that gold. Um, In the the equestrian dressage, Jared, why are you recording? Go and watch the dressage. Come on. Uh, What are you doing? I'm seeing right now the live results is that Portugal are currently in lead of the team final uh, of the dressage ahead of Germany and Britain. So if we want somebody to win, we want Portugal, don't we? Stuff mm, the Brits. 100%. Come on. 100%. Come on, Portugal. Ride that horse. Dressage yourself out there. Uh, fencing, Team Epe, the women's Team Epe, the iconic fencing nation of Estonia has a gold medal, everyone. Fantastic. They beat Korea and Italy got the bronze. Uh, the gymnastics women's all, uh, all around is on as we speak, so hopefully we might have a result by the end of that. Come on, America. Um, I don't know why I'm cheering for them. That's nice stuff. Come on, Rock. Get out there and rock it off because America's already in mourning after the, the qualifying events. Um, judo, we had gold to Japan. Takanori Nagase in the men's 81 kilo. The women's 63 kilo went to France's Clarisse Agbegenior. Um, double gold for China in the shooting in both the mixed 10-meter air rifle team and the mixed 10-meter air pistol team. Uh, the softball, I believe, is on as we speak between the U.S. and Japan. I'll give you a score update, which doesn't really matter because by the time you listen to it, you've already heard this. Uh, surfing, uh, the gold went to, in the men's, uh, Talo Ferreira of Brazil and Carissa Moore for the U.S. in women's. As we already know, Owen Wright, the bronze for Australia in the men's air. Uh, swimming, what we haven't mentioned, Bloody Britain got a gold and a silver in the 200-meter freestyle. Stuff them. Um... The 100-meter backstroke, though, was good for Rock. Gold and silver for them uh, with Evgeny Rylov taking the gold in that one. And I'm just going to spoil this right now. One of my potential nominees for Athlete of the Day in the 100-meter breaststroke, Lydia Jacoby of the U.S. Now, you might think, why would you give it to an American swimmer? They win everything. Lydia Jacoby is 17 years old from the great state of Alaska, a state that has one 50-metre swimming pool. Now, if you were to think of a gold medalist from Alaska, you're going to think of every winter sport under the sun. I have been to Alaska. I have been to Anchorage. It is one of the most quirkiest, unique cities I've been to. I loved it. I loved it so much. 
and I love Lydia. And not for those reasons. She's 17. I can't like her. She's too old. So I am so on board the Lydia train. So I'm just I'm just saying that right now, a potential nominee for Athlete of the Day right now. And also another one, in the women's triathlon, Flora Duffy, the first ever yeah. Olympic gold medal for Bermuda, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. Um, and we also should mention our Filipino gold medalist yesterday in the uh, weightlifting. That was Philippines' first ever Olympic gold medal, Hidalin Diaz. So congratulations to – I love it when a country wins their first gold medal or a medal in general. And in the women's 59-kilo weightlifting, Kyo uh, Sing Chun of Chinese Taipei, Took the gold ahead of Turkmenistan. Now, how many medals have they won in the Olympics? Uh, there's still the women's 64 kilos to go. I believe you've got a bit of a Canadian contingent that. I think we've got an Australian weightlifter in that as well. Uh, also, the taekwondo still to be decided today, the men's 80 kilos and the women's 67 kilos. Is that making much news in Canada, Colin, about Lydia Jacoby and the whole uh, Alaska thing? Or is that just a Ben Waterworth thing that he gets excited about? That's It's actually the first I've heard about it. But I'm, I'm really excited because I just rewatched Mystery Alaska recently. We need a Mystery Alaska reboot just on swimming. Look it's, what these kids can do in one fifty meter pool in Mystery Alaska. Ah, uh, Alaska's just like I want to. I want to. I want a boys' trip for off the podium to Alaska. Seriously, it's like it's such a great city. On Turkmenistan, their very first ever Olympic medal. I've just pulled up the results here. So uh, another history making day. Turkmenistan. Polina Guryeva. Party on the streets right now in Turkmenistan. I mean, Jared, I know you're very familiar with Turkmenistan. I mean, what's what's a Turkmenistanian party like? Uh, like no party you've ever seen before. <laughs> I would agree with that. Ain't no party like a Turkmenistan party. <laughs> uh, it's going off in Ashgabat right now. It's just, um, I did not just look that up on Wikipedia. Um <laughs> Cheating a little bit there. Uh, I will say the taekwondo, though, uh, Mr. Shirtless Tongan went out today. So, clearly, he's not going to win a medal today, which is a little bit sad. So, I, I wanted to, while I remember that today, the medal tally as we speak, and if uh, we get any update, I'll bring this up at the end as well. Uh, the US had a good day, so they're back to the top. Well, the first time they've been on top, actually, all Tokyo Olympics. Nine gold, five silver, eight bronze, 22 in total. China back up to second. Uh, well, they were in second yesterday, still in second. Nine gold, five silver, seven bronze, 21. Japan dropped to third. Nine gold, three silver, five. Five bronze, 17 in total. Rock, they're starting to get those golds up and running after all those silvers. Five gold, seven silver, four bronze, 16 in total. Britain, bastards. Four gold, five silver, one bronze, 10. Australia are currently in six with three gold, one silver, and five bronze. We need to stop winning those bronzes, Jared. I don't like seeing the bronzes up there. Nine in total. Whereas Canada, you were in the top 10 today, but you've uh, dropped down to 11th. That's uh, Canada's favourite position on the medal tally. One gold, three silver, Three bonds for a total of seven, all won by women, as my Twitter feed kept uh, reminding me constantly today, Colin. I got to say that's getting a bit old here uh, because I feel like it's getting to the point where you're being critical of the men, which these are all Olympic athletes. And I don't know how anybody's expected to perform when you're trying to constantly be like, oh, and only the women win. Like, just be open enough to say, hey, it's amazing that this many women have won, which was the same thing in Rio. But, like, how are the men ever going to perform? We know how men handle things under pressure. I mean, <laughs> men men can't always perform when you put this type of pressure on them. We need the, we need the men to, to get it up here and <laughs> well, it's, perform. Well, in many ways. But, like, I, I mean, we've got a sort of similar thing here. Obviously, we've had men win medals here, but it's kind of – I feel the montages they keep showing of like all these women winning medals to like Beyonce's Girls Run the World. It's like, like fantastic. It's great. Like I, I get it. Celebrate it. But like, don't make it like, this is an issue. Like 
I get what you're trying to do, but why do we have to point out any gender? They're Olympic athletes who won medals for our country. Just celebrate it without going, oh, look, they're women. They won medals. And like, just to go on a little bit of a you know tangent here, there are issues. There are some events where you know there are only men's events, but in 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 all honesty, most of the time that comes down to the fact that there isn't enough competition or countries that would be able to put people up. Now, I've t- already talked about exposure is what will drive people to get into sports, but it's not like the Olympics is something where it's like a men's only club. I mean, there are for the most part just as many events for men as there are for women. So to say, oh, look at all the women who are winning medal. I mean, when you're when you come down to it, there's almost as many female medalists as there are men across the board. Yeah. So if you just keep making such a big deal about this, what you're doing is you're telling the male athletes you're not good enough. And they're Olympians. Like th- these people are the top performers in the world one way or the other. I wanted to say sexist, there's no male softball. So, you know, it works both ways. Yeah, um, there you go. I'd- I do, I do. In all seriousness, though, I actually believe that Paris will be the first Olympics to be 50-50. I think they legitimately have a 50-50 spread across the board, um, which is good. You know, it's, it, it's yeah, another episode we can do that there. Um, I just want to quickly say for Bermuda, though, um, their only other Olympic medal in their history came in Montreal in boxing. Clarence Hill in the men's heavyweight got a bronze. And for the Philippines, they had, going into these Olympics, won three silver and seven bronze. Got a silver in Rio, and before they have to go back to Atlanta when they won a silver. Bronze in Barcelona, bronze in Seoul. So, um, yeah, I I just love, I love seeing these countries just, just winning it. I mean, Jared, like, Turkmenistan, like, did you ever come into these Olympics and put your Turkmenistan prediction down and think, oh, they're going to win this? Like, I mean, that's great. Silver medal. Again, Ashgabat, they're going crazy right now, I can imagine. I did, and it's it's ruining my uh, fantasy league results at the moment. <laughs> Bloody hell, Turkmenistan! It's all your fault. Um, Canada and Australia results outside of what we've uh, spoken about. Let's start as we often do over in the True North, strong and free. Colin Hilding, uh, what else happened today for Canada outside what we've already talked about? Uh, well, let's see. Um, I, I do want to give another criticism here to Canadians. Uh, well, not. Uh, because we are not performing, but because we're performing adequately and you're putting too much pressure on our athletes. We're being Australian about this. I already mentioned with Penny Alexiak that uh, she's sort of broken her silence on some of her performance issues following Rio, that uh, it was just the pressure of everybody being like, oh, the Penny Alexiak and the Canadian Olympic team and Penny Alexiak, the gold medalist. And she's like, oh, how do you, how do you perform? How do you perform when you put that pressure? We're talking about putting pressure on people, you know, when they're underperforming, but when they're overperforming a um, little bit of a criticism here that uh, she did. I mean, she moved on. That's a good thing. So the 200 meter freestyle uh, she moved on summer Macintosh didn't sadly summer just missed out, uh, but Penny did not perform necessarily at her best. It was actually questionable after her semifinal, whether or not she was going to make it. Cause I think she was only fifth in hers. It was only because the second semifinal was so much like, remarkably slower than the first that she made it but yet the headline that you read on the canadian olympic website is 
Penny Lexiak setting up for another medal. I'm like, now you're putting, uh, again, more pressure on her than she probably needs. You are turning because, into Australia. <laughs> well, she's, and I'm not being critical of her. I mean, it just happens when you're, you're in a lot of events. Some of them, you win some, you lose some. It was not her best performance. I mean, she swam like Katinka Hozu, you know, <laughs> underperforming. Uh, but uh, now all of a sudden, oh yeah, she's going to get another medal. So uh, just setting herself up for disappointment. But she does move on. Um and uh let's see softball obviously we already covered that judo we already talked about that uh diving we already talked about that uh, disappointing fourth finish uh weight letting you know we've talked about everything here let's talk about the triathlon uh the, emily kretz finished in 15th so that's now going to be the canadian gold in the triathlon because in the last two olympics we have had three 15 play finish finishes uh, so that's that's our goal. There we go. Uh, Catherine Pendle was uh, 18th and uh, Haley Smith, uh, who's the other Canadian, was much further down. I don't have it. It's weird that they don't have it updated on here when events that came after that they did. Uh, the the canoe that or the, the kayak uh, Florence Mayhew uh, finished in 23rd. Sadly, that's a great event. Uh, seriously, I'm, I'm going to it's talk a fun about event. A it's, it's, it's it's great. It's one of my favorites. And it's actually the, the, the reason I got into a recording the Olympics in the first place. Cause uh, you know, I, I had watched a lot during um, Atlanta and then the Pan Am games, because it was here in Winnipeg, I recorded it as much as I could. When Sydney started, I didn't even think about doing another like VHS recording the Olympics, but it was the, the kayak slalom that was on where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to record this. And I just kept recording. And now, you know, 21 years later, it got my Canadian math right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 21 <laughs> years later, I still record every Olympics uh, beach volleyball, our other pair uh, Bansley and Wilkerson, they won. So we've had two undefeated teams um, sailing. We've got somebody in it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that next week when we win medals. <laughs> Does anybody know how to follow sailing? No. Like, I don't get it. Like, they were showing it last night at, like, 2 in the morning, but I had to... Like, I think if we can commentate that at some point, we will. Because, yeah, I, literally, I know, Jared, you'll, you'll understand this. Like, even here in a country where we generally often rely on the sailors to help us get, and we will often pull off a couple of random golds, and you'll never hear from them again. But, like, it just comes out of nowhere. It'll be like, Channel 7, and in breaking in, in the men's laser class, Australia has won a gold. Let's cross now live to our new gold medal. Like, even Australia doesn't give a shit when we win gold medals in it. <laughs> oh, is that oh, it? Thought- yeah, nothing more? <laughs> oh, no, I thought, Jared, you, you said Jared's name. I thought we were waiting for Jared to Come on, me. Jared, <laughs> pick Jared- your game up. <laughs> And you're 100% right. We don't care. Didn't even dignify it with a response. <laughs> uh, this one's kind of exciting, and I'm excited to uh, finish watching this. Uh, but uh, table tennis, I, I I watched the mixed doubles uh, yesterday, but uh, the individual table tennis, Mojang is in the final 16, which is already the best a Canadian has ever reached in the table tennis. So we're going to have our best results ever, win, lose, or draw on that. Um, well, obviously the disappointment, Mandy Bujold went out quickly, having not been able to train or even know she was coming to the Olympics until the last minute. But, uh, Miriam De Silva in her weight class of 69 kilogram is already on to the, the 16 round. So that's good. Um, and, uh, badminton, I don't care about that. Archery don't care about that. <laughs> rugby. Uh, this, this is, I guess the, the big disappointment rugby. We lost again and again and but uh i really out. do but think you're underselling I mean, like, your this, achievements in rugby though like because you play some difference. very difficult countries 
Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned uh, in a preview episode, the rugby sevens was one of the sports that like I really got into during Rio. It's an unfortunate thing. I haven't really been able to watch it. So I just sort of look at the results. And when you look at the results on paper, you don't get the commentators. You don't know, you don't follow enough to know, okay, is this a good you know, country? Is this a bad country? Uh, not bad country, like, you know, Nazis, but just <laughs> in performance. <laughs> bad Germany. But, uh... Stop playing rugby. <laughs> Naughty. But uh, it's, it's just unfortunate that th- these are the events that play during what's overnight hours here in Canada. And because we record these, basically in the morning. I mean, I wake up very early. I wake up earlier than I, I wish I was right now, like in the four o'clock hours, uh, not even intentionally. I'm basically catching up on all the events. And because those are longer team events, these longer team events like rugby, I'm just not able to watch it. And by the time I get around to watching, it's sort of been spoiled. And it's sort of different with you know team events. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that I can watch more of this now where uh, Canada is not invested and I can avoid some of the spoilers going in. Well, just to, to clarify, so you, you in the round robin, you lost to Britain, who were the silver medalists in Rio. You lost to Fiji, who, of course, are the gold medalists from Rio. You, I think, got closer to Fiji than we ultimately did. Uh, you beat Japan, who are a very emerging nation in the sport of rugby, so that was a pretty decent result. And then you played New Zealand in the quarterfinals and only lost 21-10, so that was a pretty decent yeah. result. So um, you you did okay. You won as many games as Australia did. <laughs> so, um, that's you should have. Participation, man. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness for Australia, just while I'm on this, obviously Australia sadly went out in the quarters. We lost to Fiji, but I guess, Jared, what really cost us was this game against New Zealand today. We were winning for all of it, and then uh, New Zealand overcame us 14-12. So had we won that, we would have probably played Canada in the quarters and might have gotten a trip to the semis. Bloody hell, with two points, and we could have been away from beating Can- Canada in the mid. Did you watch any of the rugby today, Jared? I did not, no. Yeah, I, I caught the, the, the Fiji game. But if we're going to lose anyone, I want to lose to Fiji because I want Fiji to win another medal. So uh, come on, Fiji, go there. Just um, before I get to some of the Australian results, I just want to give an update on some of the live events here because just uh, following the social media here, Colin, um, your, your weightlifter, Maud Sharon, after the first round was leading in the final of the women's 64 kilo. So they're currently now into the clean and jerk um, having done the snatch. So that sounds so inappropriate saying that. <laughs> it's just having done the snatch. Um yeah, just somebody just very perverted like Ben Waterworth is the one who named these. But it's like I'm going to go have a clean and jerk in the snatch. Like can we commentate rest uh weightlifting just so I can talk more about the clean the and clean jerk? and jerk, the snatch, the rub and tug. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about the pokey poke. It was a clean and like I just I I feel somebody wrong invented weightlifting terms i just i'm not sure about this um but she hasn't weightlifted yet <laughs> in the clean and jerk. <laughs> she hasn't jerked off yet basically she's clean still um but uh yeah she was leading after the snatch <laughs> oh ben stop it <laughs> somebody else talk about weightlifting uh, australia's uh keanu rose uh, Keanu Rose Elliott, sorry. Keanu uh, Reeves, what? Jamie just heard Keanu that. Keanu Reeves, currently leading the Italian Georgia Bordignon, but we'll update you on the Canadian. In the gymnastics, because I know uh, we're keen observers of this, uh, Rock is leading currently over the US. I've got it in the background, and every now and then I see Simone Biles, and every time she does something, she's just got this look on her face like, oh, God, I suck. Um, this is a woman who literally has had moves named after her. 
Um, you know, people talk up the goats on these. You know, Kato Ledecky's a goat. So, I mean, Simone Biles has probably got more of a chance to uh, to do that. Um, so, the thing is about Australia today. Like, we won a gold medal. We won two bronzes. But I feel like we've had a pretty shit day outside of that. We lost to Belgium in basketball. Who loses to Belgium? Jared, did you see this? Who loses to Belgium in basketball? Yeah, it wasn't great. I was I was worried how we'd go. I feel like Australia in basketball with Liz Cambridge pulling out, it's always kind of felt like we're at certain points in time in the Olympics, a one-person team. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we felt that tonight. Yeah. I mean, look, I admit I'd only caught bits and pieces of it. This is the, the Opals, the female team, of course. Um, so, yeah, like... Usually old reliable, the Opals, they were the ones that, you know, what about four medals in a row? I think we got, it was, uh, Rio was the first time we hadn't won a medal, I think since Barcelona. So, um, and I don't even I think, think we second in the world as well. Currently at the moment. Yeah. Well, we've, was women's basketball was only introduced in Atlanta, wasn't it? So we'd, we'd medaled in, it was kind of like softball, but yeah, cause we went, I think we went bronze, silver, 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 silver. We always lost to America in the gold medal match. So yeah, not a good start. It's, it's kind of like the U S losing in the men's, um, in the archery, Colin, I'm surprised you didn't mention much about the archery. You've got a couple of Canadians moving through uh, into the uh, the next round. I don't know if you. Oh, I got a reason this. to watch archery now. Crispin Duanus is through to the round of 16 in the men's individual. Uh, actually, no, the quarterfinals. He went through, uh, so he's into the quarters of the archery. I don't know how your history in archery. Uh, Stephanie Barrett, I can see he's though lost. Uh, classic Stephanie Barrett. She always chokes, doesn't she? Um, badminton, uh, our pair of Somerville and Mapasa uh, finally won a match. Good for them. Did you? I don't know if you caught the little uh, snippet they showed on 7 tonight where in the middle of that match... Uh, one of the players' racket broke and she still had time to jump onto the side, grab a racket, come back in mid-rally and win the point. Did you see that? I did. I didn't know how that's allowed, but it was great. The, the fact that, yeah, my racket, your racket breaks, just jump over the sideline, grab another racket, come in, still playing the point as if nothing happened. Um Batman's got some good rules. The fact that there you was, can do that midpoint. <laughs> there was Colin. I don't know if it was Crosby, but I remember watching an NHL game once where a player's stick broke and he skated past the bench, grabbed a stick, and the first touch of the puck he got was a goal. I don't, I, was that Crosby? Because I, I remember that was pretty famous mm-hmm. a few years ago. I don't know, but it definitely rings a bell. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think it's funny because when you see events like the road race or the triathlon, where it's like, Oh, my bike's not working. Give me another bike. Like that's just normal thing. And then you get these other sports where, as Jared's saying, is like, can they do that? But if if you can pull it off in a blink and you miss it moment like that, like then more power to you. Uh, just also a quick update. I've just opened this before I go over the other results in the gold medal game. The softball Japan are leading two nothing uh, after five innings. So uh, that would be very well paid off for Japan should they get that. Uh, including that in there. And actually, I forgot to mention you mentioned Penny Alexiak. So funny on Twitter today because I don't think Penny Alexiak uses her Twitter much. She tweeted today, and her tweet was, "I'm tweeting O M G G G." Uh, <laughs> that was Penny Alexiak's tweet today. So she wins the Twitter war today apparently uh as i mentioned the basketball australia sadly went down to belgium no no we didn't even lose by a point we lost by 15 points spanked by belgium what is going on um boxing i this isn't an australian result but i want to just pay a little uh note to our neighbors across the dutch david niaka um who is through to the quarterfinals 
beat a Moroccan boxer by the name of Eunice Baylor. And I don't know if you caught any of this footage, but uh, Eunice decided to channel a certain famous boxing incident from the 90s, getting his ass whooped, lent into David and bit his ear. Look this footage up if you have not seen it. It is quite disturbing. Um, and I want to mention, David, because in all seriousness, uh, Nick Chess, a good friend of ours on this show, our New Zealand correspondent over in the Oz Network, um, he had talked a lot about this guy for a while, and I saw him win gold at the Commonwealth Games. And Nick now works with his sister at his work. So there's very close connections. They're, they're all around the TV watching this. And he's a legitimate shot. Apparently he's ranked in the top four in the world. And, of course, in boxing, you make it through the semis, you win a medal. Because you, the semi-final losers automatically win the bronze. So David is one win away from winning a medal. So is Sky Nicholson, who I've mentioned on this show before. She's through to the quarterfinals, I think, last night after we had recorded. So uh, good possibilities there. A sports set often, I know Australia doesn't really pay much attention to when it comes to boxing. Um, we mentioned the canoe slalom, of course. Uh, bronze for Jess there. Uh, in the fencing, of course, Australia wasn't in that, so I don't need to mention that. Uh, the, the soccer, the football... Bit of tension going on here in terms of the results because the Matildas, nil all draw. Jared was a pretty shitty match. We got lucky to to walk away with a point in that one. Uh, a disallowed goal from the US, which I have to say looked like a goal to me. But we're, we're on nervous tenterhooks right now because it looks like we're through. I think Japan has to beat Chile or China has to beat Netherlands like 5 nothing for us to basically miss out. But it is looking likely we will finish third and it is uh, third in our group, best of the third place finishes, and is every chance we will play Canada in the quarterfinals. So this matchup that keeps on giving. You watch the you, you. I mean, you watch more of it than me. I think basically, Jared. So this was a pretty shitty match. It was bad. Just the like the entirety of the second half, really, or maybe more. So I suppose the last twenty minutes was just playing possession, passing the ball back, just waiting with the ball like on their back line, neither team really wanting to attack because for it was for America as well. If they drew, they knew they finished second in the pool. There was really no advantage to America winning because they couldn't finish first in the pool. So if the Australians were just going to play possessions, then, then the Americans just did the same thing. So either side of the field you got to, they were both just passing it among their back line, kicking it as far up the field as they possibly could, kicking it out, taking forever to take any free kick or throw. And it was just really um i suppose tactical but it was just so like unfortunate to be watching it because it was really boring which is famously in the world cup why they now play the final group games together because i think it was in the 70s or 80s i think it was like west germany against zambia or some you know random thing they both knew they had to get a draw to make it through and they didn't want to risk anything so the whole game was literally them just passing back and forth between each other because they didn't want to risk it so that's why in the world cup you will always have games at the same time, so that doesn't happen anymore. Um, the triathlon, I will mention, uh, it was a bit of a, a race of attrition. Uh, I think only about uh, thirty odd ri- uh, competitors finished, and the only Australian that did finish was uh, Emma Jeffcoat. She finished in twenty sixth place. So uh, that was our result in the, an event that we have formally won gold medals in before. So uh, yeah, I guess disappointing yes no uh in the hockey the kookaburras are still undefeated 5-2 against argentina i started watching this morning we fell behind early i was a bit worried there but uh walk away with the win there so that's good canada are currently playing the dutch right now good fucking luck against them colin that's like uh you know netherlands playing canada in ice hockey it's you're gonna get murdered in that one i can imagine what though they're doing well i'm watching at the moment and they're doing well like they're down to one but against the netherlands in the third quarter already like that's a fairly good result so far 
Colin, also just breaking news in the weightlifting, you are still leading. Maud Sharon has uh, lifted 128 in the clean and jerk. Um, and she currently is leading with a point score of 233. And she's going to be attempting a lift of 130 next. So we could be potentially looking at a gold medal to Canada right now on air. So have you ever won? Is it one for the books? Uh, maybe I can look this up quickly. Ever won a gold medal in weightlifting? It's to me. Uh, not that I can remember. If we do, though, that's another excuse to get Jamie to watch the Olympics because she loves watching weightlifting. You have. You have won a gold, two silvers, and one bronze oh, in the sport I knew of that. weightlifting. Yes, you should have known that. And if I can <laughs> see here, uh, you won a gold in London. There you go. Did we? Re- recently, apparently, according to this. Uh, you no, won the I, gold. I'm an avid watcher. Of Christine I'm actually Gerard. turning to it now, though. Christine, Christine oh, Gerard, 63 kilos in London. Well, no, but um, was that the one that was awarded like a year or two later because they they took forever on like a drug test on somebody else? I'm, I can't remember. It's weightlifting, so let's just say yes. <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, right now, breaking news too in the water polo, uh, the Sharks have beaten Croatia, uh, which is a pretty big deal. Croatia are pretty good in our water polo, so that's good for them to bounce back. Uh, a couple of Aussies in the judo, uh, but they didn't progress past the round of 16. That was uh, Katarina Haker there, so uh, unfortunate for that one. Uh, the Rugby Sevens, as I mentioned, Australia eliminated in the quarterfinals. Sailing, yep, there were some sailors happening. Uh, we had some shooters today. I did see some results. I think we went out in the quarterfinals of the round of 16 in the in the teams uh, there. Uh, surfing, obviously, as we said, bronze Owen Wright and uh, Sally Fitzgibbons out in the quarters. In the swimming, uh, yes, gold today. And we've got a couple of uh, swimmers into the finals tomorrow, which is great. Uh, table tennis, Jian Fang Lei, our great Australian table tennis. I've got a great quote that was said today on the... Uh, the coverage of six Olympics. Uh, she made it through to round three, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, got eliminated there by German Ying Han. So great to see six Olympics, Jar. I think she's in her 40s, isn't she? Yes, that is correct. Good 48, I think. Uh, Reba Stewart in the Taekwondo was eliminated in the round of 16. And in the tennis, did Mr. Ducksworth win? No, he didn't. Quack, quack, quack. His games are over. Sad to see that. Uh, obviously, Naomi Osaka went out. Is Novak still in, Colin? Uh, sorry, Jared, did he play today or did he had a day off? Uh, he had a day off today, so he's still in. Right, but Naomi Osaka, though, gone. Blows the women's draw wide open. Who's winning that now? I'm seeing a pattern here with tennis in this Olympics. <laughs> You know what, though? I'm kind of glad she's out because we crossed to, I don't think it was today, but the last, maybe the last time she played and she was on Channel 7's main channel and they showed her match for at least like half an hour while there were other sports on with Australians in them. I just didn't make any sense that they were showing it. I was so I'm kind of glad she's out due to the fact that now we won't have to watch her for half an hour while other Australians are playing <laughs> other sports. 11-8, the, uh, the Sharks beat Croatia there to go over that. And am I seeing, is the weightlifting still going or is it over? Because it looks like it might be, oh, no, there's still people lifting. So Canada. I just saw that. somebody almost get crushed by the weights from Taipei. Great. Good good to see that. And France now leading the uh, the gymnastics all around. So uh, there you go. Uh, what, else, what else did we watch? So we have a metric column. Uh, I mean, you're watching weightlifting right now. So, I mean, you know, I mean, you can answer that one pretty quickly. But uh, what, what else did you happen to catch today? I think all the events we've already covered. Um, uh, the, well, I watched the, uh, the, the kayak, obviously, the slalom. 
um, and I caught up on the uh, the canoe slalom from the men, um, uh, which I'll have some nice commentary moments on later on as well. Uh, obviously, the swimming, uh, the diving, um, the the softball, uh, and then that one judo match that they showed uh, that I'm sure will be re-aired shortly. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Uh, weightlifting right now, uh, the three on three x three basketball. Uh, I'm watching pretty much all that. So again, no spoilers. Once uh, once I finish dropping Casper off this morning, I'm going to catch up on that one. Uh, I've yet to watch any gymnastics. I, I caught a little bit of it uh, just to see, okay, who are the Canadians and what are they doing? But um, I'm, I'm excited now that it's getting closer to the end and knowing that the Americans might not have like a complete sweep of everything in gymnastics to actually tune in because i know that there's been a lot of talk about the canadian team well let's be honest you know what we're hanging out for jared's their champion at the bit you're waiting for the ribbons and the balls to come out aren't you jared this this artistic crap who cares about that bring on the rhythmic yeah the true gymnastics the true (laughs) test of skills and talent i want the trampoline i like the trampoline um jared anything else we haven't mentioned that you uh that you watched today uh, I don't think anything else I haven't mentioned. Just the team sports really caught a little bit of the triathlon. Did see some of the gymnastics, and it looks like Simone Biles is pulled out of the team event with a, wow. an injury. So it'll be interesting okay. to see how that affects her uh, individual repertoire moving forward in the week. Hopefully interesting. Too bad. So maybe there was a reason why she was looking so uncomfortable every time I saw her on the screen. The poor thing was injured, Ben, you dick. Uh, chin up, champ. You can do well, Simone. Come on. You can do it. Um, quick update in the, the softball. Top of the six. Japan still leading to nothing. Um, outside of, yeah, what we've talked uh, about, I think I kind of, I mean, I've got the 3x3 on in the background. It looks like it's in between matches at the moment. The quarterfinals are happening. Thoroughly enjoyed the surfing. Uh, you know, really, really surprised that I enjoyed watching that a lot more. Um, yeah, I don't think there was anything else. I, yeah, mountain biking, I saw the canoe. Nothing else really extra on top of that. Athlete of the day. Now, this is tricky because I'm, I'm pretty adamant on our choice today. Just saying. I'm adamant but, on uh, mine too. Oh wow, you're just not even you're not even going to question this. Well, was this somebody from like Antwerp you're going to throw up today? I mean, kind no. of what? What's your what's your choice today, I'm, Colin? I'm going to say this: the curse has been with us long enough. How do we not choose Kylie Mass? You have saved this show, Kylie. Well, I mean, my argument is for Kaylee because, like, how can you not go for somebody who wins his gold medal, gives a horns up, and goes, fuck yeah, oh shit, sorry. Like, I mean, that in itself should win as an athlete of the day. Come on, Colin. No, Come on, Jared, no. you're deciding this, clearly. This is one case where a silver medal is more important just because of this show. This is our segment on this show. We're talking about Kylie Mass, somebody we were lucky to get an interview with in the first place. We had her for only 15 or 20 minutes, and that 15 or 20 minutes somehow has saved us from a curse that's plagued us for years. All right, Jared. Uh, years, three, uh, two Olympics. Like it's not like this is like since Atlanta. I mean, you how know. many podcasts out there have even been around for over three years on the Olympics? Let alone had a curse with them that long. When right, did Jared. Jared start playing singles in the Olympics? Because the curse has been around since then. Yeah, exactly. When did I interview her? Um, but I mean, look, I mean, Jared, you, I mean, you might even have a third one that could sway somebody else's way. Well, I was going to put up Jess Fox just because I felt. <laughs> bad that i felt bad that she won a bronze and it's impressive that she's just won like three individual medals in this event which we've said is just it really feels like it can go any which way on the day um 
But out of the other two, I don't know. Well, I mean, my other option is we put up um, uh, Lydia. Lydia Jacoby, Alaska. Colin's so stoic in his face right now. He's like, fuck you too. Kylie I kind of like-, like the idea. Well, here's the thing. I, I was hoping that Ben, being the one who really caused this <laughs> drought for our show and our athletes in the first well, place. still am. I mean, I haven't been on any of these interviews where I- we've won medals. I still have a freaking <laughs> curse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think, you know, us ending the curse, that's the big talking point here. But your Alaskan one that kind of has me intrigued if we can't come to a consensus. But I mean, okay, like, I, again, I'm not trying to talk down the curses in the, per- like, like it is. But again, we're getting it. Like, if the end of Tokyo, we walk away with one silver medal, I still feel that's a failure because it's not like no. we've had two athletes. Like, you're I the mean- guy who, hold on a second. You're the guy who keeps saying, you know what, when they go over the overall standings, it shouldn't be based just on gold. It should be overall medals overall medals were winners finally well i mean the, i'm just salty because i wasn't on the interview and i'm still cursed <laughs> all right no um stuff and i'm saying lydia jacoby come on <laughs> join me on the alaskan page <laughs> you're so unkindly don't you colin <laughs> if, if i i really think i mean we have a shot at kylie uh, again, still. So maybe, maybe we have to go with a consolation here in the Alaskan. What do you mean we don't have it? Oh, like with winning another medal, we call it. Jared. All yeah. right, uh, let's let's throw it to Jared. Come on, he's he's not involved in this curse. He's Mister. Oh, I avoid this. I'm I'm good. My my reputation's intact. All right, Jared. Uh, you've got the choice between Lydia, Jess, Kaylee, or Kylie. Oh, I feel like it kind of has to be Kaylee. Oh, no. he switched his tune. All right. Come yep. on. This is the curse. Like, nobody knew who she was. We've been talking about Kylie Mass for this I've long. I've been following Kylie McEwen on Instagram for the years. Event. It was the event of the Olympics. The race and, stopped a nation and she and won come it. on. We talked it up before about the fact that there's three people in one. And, again, she says, fuck yeah, live on television. And then goes, oh, shit, sorry. And her family are, I want a reality show on the McEwens. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah, you're outvoted, Colin. I yeah, Kaylee. I'm, out, I'm outvoted, but I'm saying this. There may be some protests coming in future dates. <laughs> Team really, protests. Has Kylie Mask got any events left? I think she does. She had the medley, wouldn't oh, she? She'll win a gold in that for yeah. sure. <laughs> See, Jared says that it's probably a lock now. Like I say it, it's it's cursed. So, um, yes, uh, commentary. Uh, Colin, you said you had a few from the canoeing today. Uh, yeah, the, the Canadian commentators actually aren't too bad overall, but uh, let's, let's chuck this up to our Canadian math here. At one point, the Italian uh, was going in the, the, the kayak, and um, he said, the Italian here competed for Brazil eight years, I mean, five years ago in Brazil. <laughs> so I mean, that's just funny because Canadian math has become a thing here, uh, apparently. Um, the really good thing was actually, it's from a day earlier, but I told you I didn't watch this event until after we finished recording yesterday. Uh, but uh, was it Dan, Dan Watkins is the man, right? Yep, exactly. Tazzy's uh, so, sexy Tasmanian. That's it. Yep. Are they referring to him as Dan the Van Man there? Because our commentators are calling him Dan the Van Man. Dan the Van Man? What is this? Because he's from yeah, the Huon Valley? He lives in a van well, or something? They were, saying <laughs> that, they were saying that apparently he lived in a van for a while and just drove around trying to find water so that he could, you know, canoe. 
Try and find um, water because Tasmania doesn't have water. Are the Canadians also bagging out Tasmania? Get it from the cesspool of Tasmania moving well, to Queensland? The funny I was going to ask because they said, you know, oh, and he's lovingly referred to as Dan the Van Man. I'm like, really? I have, I didn't hear you guys refer to him. But they kept calling him and Dan the Van Man. But uh, it was this great moment. Like, they, they get, I told you, they got very excited over both Australians in the canoe and in the kayak. The Canadian commentators just love you guys, apparently. Uh, but they were so pumped up at one point during Dan the Van Man's run. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there was just like a moment of, oh, and it's over. Uh, I, I got the full quote here. And Dan the Van Man, he's punching above, well above his weight class. He's moving down the course. He's ducking. He's weaving. He's taking every possible risk. And he just got burned. <laughs> he just died <laughs> just like that out of nowhere. <laughs> Colin, breaking news. Right now, Canada has won a gold medal. Maud Sharon has won the women's 64 kilograms in weightlifting. Congratulations. Oh, uh, your second goal of the game. And Taipei. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing here right now that uh, she ended up with a total of 236, got 131 in the clean and jerk, um, and 105 <laughs> in the snatch. So it's okay. Good. It's okay. Australia's in 11th, guys. That's Canada's hey, position, right? That's in weightlifting. That's Canada's gold. So um, that that's pretty good. But uh, no, congratulations. Uh, how are you feeling right now to have this happen live on air? I don't think outside of uh, the ones that we've sort of commented yeah. or back when we um, did uh, Kim back in Rio, we've never really had a live reaction on air before. Well, and the the great thing about this is that uh, it's not even being carried on CBC right now. CBC showing the soccer. So you kind of clued me into this. Hey, you know what? Something's happening. And I just watched one of the live feeds here and I was able to watch it live. Probably one of the few Canadians who's actually bothering to watch this right now. Eight on the medal table now, Canada. Uh, two gold, three silver, three bronze. You're one spot behind us. You win If you win a gold tomorrow, you go ahead of us on the medal table. No pressure, Canada. That's what, that's what happens when you deny Kylie Mass from she finally broke the curse for us. The, the, the lengths she went through to, to redeem our show's reputation and then you spit in her face, this is what you get. Canada is coming back. I'm calling this now. The curse is not officially broken until multiple medals are won in an Olympic. Oh, come on. <laughs> until one you of my interviews, guests, win a freaking... You watch, Abby will win a medal now. Um, you know, because I wasn't on that one. Is it the only other one I wasn't on? Yeah, it is. Abdi and Abdi and Evan. Yeah, do you have any hopes left in here? They're all oh, my Evan, interviews. I wasn't on Evans as well either. No, uh, solo <laughs> ones. Tom, again, Tom's going to break his leg. Charlotte, clearly the rugby girls are going to go out in a heartbeat. Did I, well, I did, did I do Brendan or Aaron by myself? I think I did Brendan by myself, didn't I? So clearly he's going to mm-hmm. break a leg. So um, that is our dual <laughs> ones. The only ones we've got I, left is Aaron. It's the only one we were on together. Aaron's, so. Aaron's got a shot and maybe maybe even two shots. So hey, I mean, multiple medals will be won by me. This is now a competition between me and Ben. In all fairness, I will defend my boxes because um, Harry, Sky, uh, and I, I don't know if Caitlin's still in. I think Caitlin might get eliminated, but they're still in it. And the other ones that I've interviewed outside of off the podium, Jay and Georgia, they haven't competed yet. So I'm sure they'll do well when the track cycling starts. So stick it up, you Canadian. Colin, uh, Jared, what did you uh, commentary today? Yes, uh, Channel 7. Uh, well, we had some great commentary of the surfing in terms of fails. I don't know who it was, some random American dude, but he just for the life of him could not commentate like the right person catching the wave i'm like these people are wearing color coordinated shirts so you know who they are 
And it was during uh, when Sally Fitzgibbons lost um, to the uh, Japanese competitor. And he just kept, like, the Japanese competitor would surf an amazing wave. And he's like, just what we've come to expect from Sally Fitzgibbon, putting out a great effort here. She's going to get a really good score from that and leap into the lead. I'm like, that wasn't her. <laughs> I'm like, this is the wrong person. I'm like, the other riders, she's just getting further ahead with all these great scores. Like, and you could tell the person commentating, like, with him, like, the ladies, just every time you mention something, she'd be like, and actually that was uh, Suzuki who uh, is going to get a great score off that wave. And he just would not acknowledge it. He just kept calling it wrong. It was just so bad to watch. Um, okay. Yeah. Colin. Hello. Hi. How are you? I just, I just noticed I have a, another one that I missed here. This was in the diving. Uh, so our pair, one of the divers, um, uh, Kaylee something or other, uh, <laughs> she, um, uh, she had her ankle taped up. And I, I guess this is the thing where she injured it a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, rehabilitated and was able to, to compete in the event. You know, you have your expert, which is usually your old athlete uh, who knew about this. And then you have your other typical network commentator who obviously knew nothing about this. Uh, and this was a clear moment of we don't know what to say. So let me just improvise here so our expert was talking about one of the dives you see the jumping off point there was pushing away from the platform on that ankle that that the ankle looks quite sore right now the way she took that and then the other guy goes yes well she needs to get that looked at <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant uh, there, was, there was a couple i noticed that in the swimming but um yeah, I got a few. Um, my Joanna Griggs, she she saved the day with a brilliant one, but then I was a bit questionable when she was talking about our table tennis superstar. Her line was, one of the superstars of table tennis in this country. One of. The, like, Jared, can you name me any other superstar of table tennis in Australia? No. Yeah. The only one, the only one other one I can think of is the, um, is she Melissa Tapper or the table tennis competitor who she's competed in both the Paralympic and Olympic Games, and that's the oh, only reason that I know about her. Yeah, I actually know you're talking about, yeah. But, I mean, the fact that we can't name her flat out, mm, like, I yeah. mean, like, I just I just thought this was one of. Like, I mean, if you're talking about swimming and that, sure. Um, I did love it when they crossed to Basil, Liesel, and Thorpey. They have a the little commentary ribbon down the bottom. It's got, you know, Ian Thorpe, like, five-time gold medalist, Liesel Jones, five-time Olympian, Basil Zemplis commentator now have we ignored the fact basil zemplis is the freaking mayor of perth he got elected as the mayor of perth was it last year why do they not put mayor of perth but like this is a thing like does the mayor of toronto colin just like jump on cbc and commentate the swimming you're muted by the way just to let you know boomer come on i am not i was just miming <laughs> um I think that, you know, we have a mayor here in Winnipeg who's actually very involved in sports. So I would love to see our mayor commentate. But I mean, I guess it depends on how buffoonish your mayor is. What about Doug Ford back in the day? That would have been fun. Um, a couple of Liesl Jones, like, I don't know what to call them, uh, moments. She utters a line for Ariana Titmus yesterday. It was gen genuinely a race that stopped a nation. She's like, school kids everywhere stop to watch this race. Like, seriously, like, 
I'm glad that she won a freaking gold medal, but stop making this like this is the greatest thing ever. Like, good on you for winning a gold medal, Arnie. Fantastic. But, you know, I did like you see this other interview with her, and they're basically like, oh, so apparently your mum's ducking your calls, is she? She missed a call from me yesterday or something like that. Um... I mentioned the C-bomb. We talked about that one. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say about um, Kaylee's sister is that when they cut back to her after, I think, a gold medal, like, her name's Taylor, who apparently competed in Rio in swimming. She mustn't have been a huge name, but I love the fact she goes, oh, my God, I literally can't talk. She's so beautiful on TV. <laughs> So fun. Liesl Jones also added uh, Prince Albert, presented the medal to uh, Kaylee McEwen. Prince Albert, big fan of swimming. Because uh, <laughs> he's presenting a medal? I mean, gay? Um, I love the surfing. Our commentator who... Um, actually, I'm just going to flat out ask you, Jared, what is the best feeling in the world? What do you think, right? If anything in the world, what is the best feeling to you? Uh, winning an Olympic gold medal, surely. Okay. Colin, to you, best feeling in the world? Uh, eating a whole jar of dill pickles. Cool. I'd probably say sex, but I'm the normal one on this podcast. Uh, but according to the the commentator, catching a wave is the best feeling. Nothing tops it. Nothing. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not surf, but let's let's go with that. By the way, um, I loved the shade Basil threw on Thorpey at one point. I think this is in the heats tonight. Uh, Thorpey says at one point during one of the swim events, oh, he's he's looking there, he's taking a peek. If I had any suggestions to kids watching today, I would never suggest looking over to your lane. It's distracting. To which Basil goes, well, if it wins, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and then the line that Lisa said, efficient butterfly is better than slow butterfly, which I don't understand that, but I'm sure that was something there. The one thing I wanted to mention too, not really a commentary fail, but uh, the the ex-girlfriend of the New Zealander who won the bronze medal yesterday in the triathlon, uh, of course, Hayden Wild. For some reason, they interviewed the ex-girlfriend. They're interviewing her and she's all like, yeah, I went to school with him. Yeah, you know, he was a great guy and I'm so proud of him to, that he's won a bronze medal. The, the commentator or the interviewer goes, oh, so if you had to say anything right now to Hayden, what would you say? She goes, oh, I'm sorry I broke up with you. <laughs> like, that was like live on TV. So, I mean, honesty, it kind of works. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, we're nearly out of time because one of us has to leave. Um, looking ahead to tomorrow. Yeah, Jared. Um, yeah, Jared. God, you're so dis- <laughs> disorganised. Not showing up to commentating, leaving early. I don't know. <laughs> 25 events are being decided tomorrow in terms of medals. We've got our first rowing medals tomorrow. We've got a few Canadians and Australians in those, more swimming medals. Uh, The Rugby Sevens men's will be handed out tomorrow as well, some more equestrian. Uh, We've got the time trial. So where's Richie tomorrow? I believe he's more of a chance. And the women's and men's X3X3 happening tomorrow. Uh, No off-the-podium guests competing tomorrow, unfortunately, but... uh, Colin, what are we? What are you looking forward to uh, watching tomorrow? I guess you're on the three x three bandwagon, probably. Yeah, that's that's gonna be every second of my day. Hopefully, um, I, I honestly I don't think I've missed a single one of the games yet. Jared, for yourself, uh, anything that you're looking to keep an eye on tomorrow? Um, I think anything but the swimming. A little bit over it. <laughs> um, I mean, probably back into the tennis. Uh, are our girls playing doubles tomorrow? I I would assume so. Surely, yes. right? Um, yeah. So I think that it must be getting close to about 
quarterfinals, semifinals. So um, important rounds to get through. Get ready for the swimming tomorrow because, uh, you know, Arnie's up against Katie again and uh, Penny's in the 200. So I'm sure we'll have a replay no matter how she goes. Um, and the 4x2, I'm excited for that one as well. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And the first ever time women's 1500 metres is contested at the Olympics. And I raised the question to Jared off air yesterday. I'm like, why do they have the women's 1500? They don't have the men's 800. Well, guess what? They've included the men's 800 at these Olympics as well. So I quickly jumped to a conclusion that didn't need to be concluded included there. Uh, I want to give a special shout out before we go uh, to people listening to this to check out the Colin McEnroe show on uh, Connecticut Public Radio. I uh, was a guest on their show last night with Colin. It was a lot of fun. I'm just surrounded by Colin radio hosts. Uh, I got to talk a little bit about uh, gymnastics. I got to rub it in their face at Katie Ledecky. Didn't win a gold. It was fantastic. But uh, he gave us a great shout out over there. He said he's been listening. So Colin, if you're listening, thanks for tuning in. As I said to you on air, I swear a lot more on this. So in the great words of Kaylee McEwen, fuck yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, Colin, haha, you didn't get your way today with a gold or a, uh, well, you did a gold in weightlifting, but I meant the, yeah. good on Kylie. And- Round of applause for Kylie. I will say good on her. Well done. But uh, thank you for joining yeah, us, Colin. And she will never perform that way again now that you have snubbed her. <laughs> she will she's not coming on the show again clearly um <laughs> yeah and jared uh jesse's back tomorrow so she's in the 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 heats tomorrow so maybe this whole uh you know let's inflate uh, her chances a little bit more might i uh, have another chance but appreciate you joining us once again as well no problem i'm sure we'll get an hour of uh, lead up before she goes for a run I look forward to them not only interviewing Olympians saying how good she is. I'm sure they will get all of Channel 7's personality. Let's look at Koshi talking about how great Jess is for another hour. Uh, everyone like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, hashtag OTP. We're loving the messages and everything we're getting on there. Thank you for tuning in for that. Subscribe on all the relevant channels, leave us some feedback, and we will be back tomorrow for Day 5 Review on a golden day for Australia and Canada. Thanks for tuning in to Off the Podium, and we will speak to you tomorrow. Good night. I'm